Good morning. Uh, if we have any visitors, my name is Kenny. I'm the youth minister here. Um, ben did mention that we do have an upcoming event. Uh, there's one additional announcement I want to make on that. If there's anybody that's a part of the church that wants to join us, you are welcome. So let me know by today, and I'll get you signed up for next week. It's going to be a lot of fun just to be able to get out and interact with each other a little bit more. But anyways, today I have the opportunity to go ahead and give them today's message again. I was able to preach back in July, and I had, I had a, it was a good experience being able to actually give the message. Um, but as Terry said, the weather this month is beautiful. Yesterday we were able to be out here to enjoy the beautiful weather and have a bonfire just to fellowship as a church. And I love doing that, and I love being able to talk with people. Um, but there's one thing I want to say about October that right now is kind of a, a good time for being a Cubs fan because last night the Cubs dominated the Cardinals. Just thoroughly enjoying it. As you can see here, we're raising the flag. I'm pretty sure that's what we should expect the next two games against the Cardinals as we defeat the Cardinals out of the playoffs. And I know there's quite a few people in here that agree with me. <laughs> <laughs> All right, anyways, I want to go ahead and start, off, start us off with a word of prayer, and then we'll get started about today's topic. Let's pray. Dear God, we thank you so much for this day. We thank you for the time we're able to be here just to enjoy another beautiful day under your kingdom, God. We pray that you can just continue to be with us in all that we do. I pray that you can just bless the message I'm about to give, and just, uh, I pray that it reaches the people that need it. Lord, we love you, and we thank you. And to your sons, name we pray. Amen. Okay, so today we're going to be talking about a topic I'm pretty sure most of you would agree with me is something that can be pretty difficult. I'm going to start by asking one question. Is it easy or hard to show forgiveness to your friends, coworkers, or really anyone for that matter? I know for me, it's here or there. It can be easy sometimes. It can be hard other times. Ben and I had a discussion this week when we were actually going over my sermon that there's, there's some things that people will do to us that's pretty easy to forgive, say if somebody lies to us or accidentally hits us, things like that. That's pretty easy to forgive, right? It is. But the other one that we talked about, which obviously wouldn't be the case, would be, in his example, would be if Olivia was to cheat on him, that would be a little bit harder to forgive, wouldn't it? It would. <laughs> I mean, they've got two kids together. That'd be, that'd be something that'd be pretty hard. <laughs> but anyways, there is there is situations that are harder to forgive than others. And today we're going to talk a little bit about that. So when somebody does something wrong to you, you have three options. Your first option is you can ignore what they said or what they did. To some, this would seem like a good decision because you wouldn't really have to deal with it. You don't really get the chance to deal with your emotions. And when you hold something in like that, there's one big thing that happens. It eats away at you. I have another picture I want to show you guys. This, it's kind of blurry, but this is of a skin infection. An infection is really the best way to describe what this does. 
An infection can get really bad when you ignore it. So if you don't do anything about it, any like aloe vera, anything like that, it just continues to eat away at your skin. And when you ignore something for a long time, if somebody did something bad to you, it'll eventually eat away at who you are. It'll eat away at your soul. We cannot simply pretend that the problem isn't there in some cases or that the person doesn't exist. There are some people, while they're ignoring what the other person said or did, they either intentionally or unintentionally end up ignoring the person altogether. If someone is asking for forgiveness and you're, all you're doing is ignoring what they said or what they did and ignoring them, you'll end up hurting both them and yourself. I know it's kind of hard to think that you can hurt yourself by ignoring somebody just because they did something bad, but you can. If someone is asking for forgiveness, they mean it. I mean, even if, even if what they did was so small, we begin to feel worse as ourselves because we bottle everything up inside and we hide our emotions because of it. A lot of us men more so don't like showing emotions. I mean, it happens. We don't want, we don't want anybody to see us cry. I know there's some guys that are free criers. And in a show that me and my wife watch, you have sympathetic criers who cry anytime something bad happens for somebody else. So you end up hurting them because they begin to feel worse. So the person who did something bad, if you're ignoring them, they feel worse because you're not giving them forgiveness. They could start to think, if this person won't forgive me for what I've done, how could I forgive myself? Let's go back to the infection. This infection is not, the, not only eating away at the one who was hurt, but it's also eating away at the one who actually did the hurting. They're both affected equally. So it's not, it's not worse for one person than it is the other. We're all affected equally by it. If you don't like this option, I know some of you will probably like the next one. Your second option is you can get revenge. Sweet, sweet revenge. Sounds good, doesn't it? Yeah, because revenge is what comes naturally to us. So this option allows you to do to them the same thing that they did to you, or even better than that, you can do something worse. It's a knee-jerk reaction. So say your sibling hits you for no reason at all. So you decide to smack him in the head. I know some people have had to deal with that. I can think of one person that was actually smiling, smiling as soon as I said it. And he's now rubbing his mouth. <laughs> All right. So now, when I was in college, we had, I had a couple friends on my floor. We were big on pulling pranks on each other. My RA, his name was Kyle. Him and his neighbor, they always gave each other a hard time. And his neighbor's name was John, which we all had nicknames. And I'm not going to share their nicknames because one is a little weird. The other one, his name was Bang Bang because he had a roommate whose name was Kiss Kiss. So Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. It's an old movie. Um, but yeah, those two, they gave each other, each other such a hard time that they wanted to pull a prank on each other. The RA decided when, 
Bang Bang was out of the room, he wanted to go in and flip all of his furniture upside down. So he flipped over his desks, both of his dressers. He turned his bed upside down, which that you had to take that completely apart because those things are ridiculously heavy unless they're not stacked. But he flipped everything upside down, the couch, chairs. It was a really funny sight to see. And so in revenge, Bang Bang decided when our RA was gone for the weekend, he was going off to see his family and preach at a church. He decided what he was going to do. He was going to go into his room and clean everything out. So that way when our RA Kyle came back, his room was empty. And he came back with a load of laundry. Typically you do your laundry wherever you're, when you go home to see your parents, but he left his in his closet, which we all know is the worst mistake to make when you're in college because you have to spend money just to do your laundry. But anyways, when he came back, his room was empty. There was, a ta- there was a round table because we decided to play cards in his room while he was gone. But when he went to grab his laundry, he walked into the, the laundry room. There was everything set up as if it was his room. Both of his dressers, his bed, everything was set up in the laundry room, above the washer, above the dryer, in front of the window. We got a lot of laughs out of that one just because the reaction was priceless. So... When a classmate or a coworker or just a friend in general pulls a prank, you can either do the same thing or you can do something worse to him. In that situation, emptying the room out and setting it up in the laundry room where he had to then take everything back out and put it in his room, that's something worse than flipping all your, your furniture over. So this option shouldn't even be considered because in Ephesians 4.26 it says, In your anger, do not sin. Do not let the sun go down while you're still angry. Obviously, there had to be some forgiveness that happened in that situation, or else they just continued to pull pranks on each other and get revenge. Romans 12, 19 says, Beloved, never avenge yourselves, but leave it to the wrath of God, for it is written, Vengeance is mine, I will repay, says the Lord. This one is obviously not the best option because Jesus says in Matthew 5, you have heard, You've heard that it was said, an eye for an eye, a tooth for a tooth. But I say to you, do not resist the, evil, the one who is evil. But if anyone slaps you on the right cheek, turn to him the other. My thought with that verse is, so if I get slapped for no reason, I'm just supposed to turn the other cheek and just let him smack me again. If that's what Jesus wants, then okay. But I'll probably try to resist the first slap, just so that way I don't have to turn the other one. Anyways, moving on. Proverbs 24, 29 says, Do not say, I will do to him as he has done to me. I will pay the man back for what he has done. 1 Thessalonians 5, 15 says, See that no one repays anyone evil for evil, but always seek to do good to one another, or to ever and to everyone. If what we call sweet revenge is the best option, or it's a good option, don't you think the Bible would back it? Don't you think it would say in the Bible, do this? No. The Bible is constantly telling us over and over again, no. It's like what we like to hear when we're kids. Somebody tells us no, and we do it anyways. 
there's still people that do it. Me, for instance, if I get told not to do something, I'll probably try to do it. Unless it's something really bad, then I won't even bother with it. But anyways, why would we go against what God's word says if it tells us not to do something? It came straight from God. Yes, while the Bible has different authors, all words are God-breathed. So why would we go against that? So if you don't like that option, if someone does something bad to you and you need to, you need to not take revenge on them, you need to show what the third option is. The third option is our main, main point of today. Your third option, forgiveness, is much better than the first two. Forgiveness allows you to give the whole situation to God and let him help fix the broken relationship. Even if you can't be friends with that person, God will work inside you to help ease the pain that was caused. Forgiveness is always going to be the best option. It's not just the best of the three choices. It's a commandment from Jesus. Matthew 18 tells us about a conversation that took place between Jesus and his disciples. Peter came to Jesus and asked, Lord, how many times shall I forgive my brother or sister who sins against me? Up to seven times? Jesus responded to Peter by saying, I tell you, not seven times, but seventy-seven times. That's found in Matthew 18, 21 and 22. Now, going on in that passage, clearly the disciples didn't really understand Jesus' response. So he explained to them in a parable. That was the chapter in Matthew where there's quite a few parables listed. And this is one towards the end. The parable was about a king who wanted to collect the debt from all of his servants. He came across one servant who owed a great debt. And during that time, if you could not pay a debt, the custom was that you, had, you were thrown in prison until the debt was paid off. But this one servant, his debt was about 10,000 bags of gold. That's a lot of money. I would love to have 10,000 bags of gold. I don't know what I'd do with it, but I would love to have it. So each of the servants had to go before the king, and this, this one, when he couldn't pay his debt, the king had ordered that the, all the man's possessions would, were to be sold. Think about everything that you have, everything that you have now. Your cars, trucks, your minivans, your house. Let's see, for some people, your video games, your books. I know some people are big, big book readers. Everything was to be sold. So if you, if you owe a great debt, which some of us do, if we can't pay it, we're supposed to sell everything. We were ordered to sell everything. On top of that, the man, his wife, and his children were ordered to be sold as slaves. So now you don't even have your own rights. You have to do as other people say. The servant fell to his knees and begged the king to have mercy on him. Matthew 18:27 says, The servant's master took pity on him, canceled the debt, and let him go. The king forgave a massive debt, and just like that, the man was free. I know all of us would love to be just wiped away, have all of our debt wiped away. But we have to work for it. We have to work getting there.
Now, a few passages later, there was another man who owed the king a debt. But his debt was not as great. His was only about a hundred pieces of silver. So say a dollar. So like think of like ten dimes or a hundred pennies. That's your debt. Nowadays, most of us were like, yeah, here, take it. But back then, he couldn't pay it. So the king, however, said he couldn't forgive that servant's debt. He's willing to forgive somebody who owed 10,000 bags of gold, but he couldn't forgive the person who owed 100 pieces of silver. Now, I think what, what the message that Jesus is trying to relay here was that we have been forgiven for so much by God. And so we don't have to worry about it. He has chosen to love us and to offer us forgiveness for our sins. If Now, if we've been forgiven for so much, then why is it so hard for us to forgive somebody who's done something wrong to us? Verse after verse, the Bible talks about forgiveness. It talks about how, that we need to forgive. It's found in over a hundred passages. Now, if it's mentioned so much, why is it so hard to forgive someone, especially since Jesus commands us to do so? We're supposed to do as Jesus says. He tells us to forgive. We find it hard. And we're supposed to forgive people even if they're actually not sorry. So we're like, sorry, not sorry. We're supposed to forgive them, no matter what. Colossians 3.13 says, Bear with each other and forgive whatever grievances you may have against one another. Forgive as the Lord forgave you. Ephesians 4, 31 and 32, which is one of our, which is our main passage, just because I'm, I'm going back to a lot in the story there, is amazing. Get rid of all bitterness, rage and anger, brawling and slander, along with every form of malice. Be kind and compassionate to one another, forgiving each other, just as Christ God forgave you. Now, Jesus will always forgive us for the things that we've done. No matter what it is that we do, he will forgive us. And we see that in, in Scripture. 1 John 1, 9. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just and will forgive us our sins and he'll purify us from all unrighteousness. Colossians 1, 13 and 14. For he has rescued us from the dominion of darkness and brought us into the kingdom of the Son he loves, in whom we have redemption, the forgiveness of sins. This last verse is a very meaningful one. Father, forgive them, for they do not know what they are doing. We've heard it time and time again. Do good. Now, the only way to do good out of these three options is to forgive. We can't do good by ignoring someone. We're definitely not doing good by getting revenge. The best way to do that is to forgive. We are to forgive as the Lord forgave us. We just can't simply ignore it. We cannot, pay, we cannot get payback. We need to forgive. We have been forgiven for every wrong thing that we have done. Peter denied Jesus three times and still he was forgiven. 
after all the horrible things that Joseph's brothers did to him, the next time he saw him, he wasn't angry. He didn't want to get revenge. He was thrilled. He was happy to see them because of where his life was. At the time his brothers were doing that to him, yes, it would be kind of hard to understand, why are you doing this to me? That's our first question anytime somebody does something to us. What did I do to deserve this? Then you also have the father who forgave his son, who wanted his inheritance, and then he left and blew it all. And as soon as he came back, instead of shooing him away, the father opened up his arms and embraced him. We were forgiven to the point that God sent his one and only son to die on the cross so that whoever believes in him will not perish but have eternal life. I just want you to think about that. Think about every single thing that we've done. Every time we've lied, every time we've hurt someone, anytime we've spread rumors about people, it's all bad. Anytime we fight, whether it's fist fighting or verbal fighting, it's all bad and we all need forgiveness for it. Anytime that we have made fun of the name of Jesus, said his name in vain, that's all things that we're not supposed to do. We need forgiveness for it. Here very shortly, the band's going to come forward. And during that time, I'm going to pray. And while we're praying, if you feel like you need to ask God for forgiveness, you think about something that has just been you've been putting off to the side of your mind for the for the for the entire week, just because you've been so busy at work, so busy cleaning up the house, taking care of your kids, taking care of the animals. You've just been putting it aside, and it just sparks into your mind. And you're like, I should probably ask for forgiveness. While I pray, that's going to be a perfect time to do that. Just to ask God for forgiveness for all the things that we've done. Let's pray. Dear God, we thank you so much for this day. I thank you for the forgiveness that you give us, although, God, most of the time we do not deserve it. But still, you you give it to us freely. Father, help us to always embrace your goodness. Help us to not repay evil for evil. To not give back at each other for all the wrong things that we may end up doing. God, help us to show your love, to show your grace and your kindness, to forgive as you forgave us. Lord, we love you and we thank you. And it's in your sons and we pray. Amen. If you haven't made the decision to follow Jesus and accept the forgiveness that he gives us, please talk with an elder, Ben or myself, during the next worship song.